coming up. What an excellent day for not listening. Sorry, Lester, what'd you say? I said not. Well, howdy, folks, and welcome to Minute 49 of The Exorcist Minute, a show where we endeavor to examine, extrapolate, and excavate The Exorcist Minute by Terrifying Minute. My name is Lester Ryan Clark. And I'm Keenan Diaz. And we'll be your holy guides on this journey through what some have called the scariest movie of all time. Okay, so our minute begins with Dr. Klein finishing up saying, it's a symptom of a type of disturbance. And it ends with him saying, temporal lobe is very common. Yeah, right. Yeah, we got we got a lot of Dr. Klein talking in this minute. <laughs> a lot of talking and almost no listening, as we'll find. Uh, let's get let's get back to the top here. So um, he has just come out of that door marked uh, A and uh, and either either out of nerves or just uh, sheer obliviousness. He, he lights up in front of uh, the mother of the kid he's just been examining, uh, just administered a shot to. <laughs> and he starts talking about the temporal lobe, which Google says is most commonly associated with processing auditory information and with the encoding of memory. The temporal lobes are also believed to play an important role in processing uh, affect emotions, uh, language, and certain aspects of visual perception. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> I, I actually went a little farther, and from my admittedly brief, brief research, um, it seems like a damaged temporal lobe would result in loss of ability in these departments. So these functions would be impaired rather than heightened. So you might have trouble recognizing things visually, like like a, a cow, for example, right? And if it's the right temporal lobe, you you would have trouble with the memory of sounds and shapes. So you would see a cow, um, you would have, uh, you, you might not recognize that it's a cow, and you might not remember like what sound a cow makes, right? Mm. And uh, the left temporal lobe is, is language. So you might not remember the word cow, right? Mm. Overall, like you might have a decreased uh, libido and a decreased sense of humor or, or like recognition of humor. Oh, um, are those this, are those hand in hand, uh, libido and humor? Hmm. Oh, well, that might, uh, you know, hey, you know what? Every Like every guy, you know, growing up uh, during Who Framed Roger Rabbit, they were all looking at Jessica Rabbit. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, like maybe the girls were like, oh, that Roger, he's a... Uh, He's, well, he's that's, a go-getter. that's what she says, right? He said, right. He, he says, what do you see in this rabbit? And she said, he makes me laugh. Right. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> know. Maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, okay. So uh, nurse minder, all one word on YouTube, nurse minder, right? Mm. Also says that you might see an increase in religiosity, which is certainly interesting, you know, for this film. So that's the first time you said, so like, like, that's the only thing that might be heightened so far. So everything else would be, would be damaged or damaged. Right. Yeah. So, and, and that kind of makes me wonder right like like all in all it seems like this would only serve as like a very uh, uh perfunctory very superficial explanation to what's going on with reagan right like because it seems like her things are heightened right it doesn't seem like it seems like a an actual temporal lobe disorder or like damage would result in her like being unable to hear things or unable to um uh, recognize things or remember things or or uh, you know stuff like that and you know I, I remember watching this before doing this podcast and thinking okay he's a doctor and he's mm-hmm. obviously taking into account all of the things that he has observed and also all of the things that chris is reporting and so this temporal lobe explanation is mm-hmm. must be coming from a careful uh, uh personal examination of this specific case and not from a textbook 
that says, you know, this part of the brain affects these things, <laughs> right? Because like it does seem to affect the same areas, but like in the exact opposite way, which is something that like you would notice if you cared at all. Right. right? I mean, when you're watching this movie for the first time, I mean, like he's, he's a doctor, he's a man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He has all the answers. He must he's Doctor Man, right? He's talking. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's saying all this stuff. He must know something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but then as as you watch it, you, by the time you finish watching the movie the first time, you're like, oh well, that was that was a waste. That that was probably just damaging more than mm-hmm. any any help whatsoever. It probably yeah. hurt Chris especially, and right. then obviously traumatizes um, Tom Hanks Reagan. Right, right. So to like to to go down this useless and painful uh, mm-hmm. like side path, yeah. um, that like we didn't need to do at all, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, like he speaks with such authority, right? So, so like he, he's he, got such a big desk. Yeah. He's got like, <laughs> did you see that desk? But yeah. So like he tricked me mm-hmm. and, and not like, not that like, I don't mean he tricked me into thinking it wasn't a demon. Like I, I think all of us know that, but mm-hmm. he tricked me into thinking that he cared enough about this specific case, not to rattle off this like textbook diagnosis, diagnosis, right? Like, or, Hmm. Is this Friedkin or Blatty like rattling off the diagnoses thinking like, oh, no one's going to check. No one's going to like start a podcast and see if like this mas- matches up, right? A podcast? What is that? Uh, it's a radio show you make in like your radio? garage? Yeah. <laughs> a garage? What's that? Yeah. It's like but, a barn oh. for your car? <laughs> a car? What's that? It's like, a, like an automated horse? It's like, a, it's like a horse you don't have to feed. Right. Um, it's like, or, okay, it's like, is is... Could I, could I be wrong? Is this the best explanation that they had at the time? Like all the stuff I just said about like temporal lobes, what, mm-hmm. was it known and documented in the seventies? And, and yes, like on further inspection, I'm seeing it, like, it's also associated with, uh, seizures and strange repetitive movements, hallucinations, mm-hmm. smells, sounds, epilepsy. So it very well could be the best explanation that science can offer. I guess mm-hmm. my question is, are we, the audience, supposed to hear Dr. Klein's explanation and be like, oh, well, he, I know he's wrong because demon, but mm-hmm. he came up with the best explanation that science could offer? Or or is there a doctor in the audience? Is there a doctor in the audience? Um, <laughs> like, is, is there a doctor, like, watching this for the first time in the 70s going like, wow, this guy's not even trying. Like a better a better medical explanation would be X, Y, Z. And this guy doesn't even like like go that far. Yeah, we've been talking about a lot of medical and, and uh, biological sciences here. It's just another mm. disclaimer that we are not medical professionals or psychiatrists no. and don't take any advice, any advice that we no. give you about anything. Oh, good God. Except, <laughs> except the advice don't. to see a doctor like, right, exactly. with, with, your, with your medical problems. <laughs> right, exactly. To, to seek out professional help. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm of two minds of this because I, I know exactly what you're, what you're saying. Like, like we're with part of it's a little bit because we're in Chris's shoes, right? Once you've seen the right. movie once where we're watching it, we're like, like you're, you're useless, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you what I've seen with my own damn eyes. And you're mm-hmm. telling me mm-hmm. that no, it's, it's epilepsy and it doesn't look like right. epilepsy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's not that um, it's not the, the convulsions that we saw were not from Reagan. They were from the bed, mm-hmm. right? Like we've seen that um, mm-hmm. at the same time, you're like, Oh geez. I mean like, like being this in, um, in uh, Dr. Klein's uh, um, shoes, right? I mean, like he's been right. doing all these tests and this girl like spits in his face and stuff. Right. And like, like, you know, uh, maybe he's cutting some corners here and there without realizing it. But I mean, he's he's putting he's putting effort into this case, you know. Mm-hmm. He's getting spit and spat on and knocked right, around right. and embarrassed. He has, to, he has to say the C word in front of this uh, this famous movie star who we've right. seen before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm so used to like, like shitting all over this doctor mm-hmm. um, that, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, like, like, seeing things in his shoes right like like yeah he is going through like quite a lot well 
Blatty seems in the book, right, um, at the very least with the, the source material to um, to have an interest in showing people who, you know, who we uh, either discount, like, say, Detective Kinderman. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we look at him, we're like, oh, he's he must be a terrible detective. Like he doesn't look like a detective, right. isn't selling a detective. He's talking about all this nonsense. And right. and he's the one who has, um, you know, besides, say, Damien, he has the most information at the end uh, and right. sort of puts, puts it more together than anybody else. Right. Um, and then again, like you say, Father, Father Marin, it looks like he has he's weak, but he's actually strong and uh, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's weird. Like like I'm I'm <laughs> I, I just I guess I'm pre predisposed to mm-hmm. like just like not trust this doctor mm-hmm. um you know like based on uh, like what i already know about the story right? right like i'm so distrustful that i even went back to check uh, to see if he even pointed to the right spot on his head when he's <laughs> when he talks about temporal lobe because i thought i thought i remembered him tapping his forehead and i was like you're an idiot Dr. Klein. <laughs> but but no i went back and he checked it's like so he got he it right he, he taps the, his like, the temple for his yeah. temporal lobe yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no he's tapping the side of his, his right. head where the where the 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 temporal lobe. Yes. Um, but I was like, all right, all right you, you yeah. get a pass, Dr. Klein. I'm, you I'm win watching this you. round, Dr. Yeah. Klein. I see you've played <laughs> knifey spoony before. <laughs> uh, but like, but again, like, um, just speaking to the not listening, mm-hmm. not hearing Chris. And oh, okay, yeah, folks, like I, I wanna like point out, and again, I think Keenan has already, you know, mentioned this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like not only are we not medical professionals, but like <laughs> We also have, like in our real lives, we have a very high opinion of doctors, right? Yes. Like in scientists. And, and we will say before anything else, like trust science, trust doctors. Like they are the ones who know. Like we just came out of a pandemic, which was like- Sort of. We sort of came out of it. <laughs> we're sort of, yeah. We're still, we're still kind of in it. And, right. and like, the, the, like the reason being that like not enough people are trusting the science and trusting the doctors yeah. and everything like that. So we will, we will be the first ones to say, trust doctors, trust science, uh, you know, and-, and, and and absolutely right. It's it's this character I think the the, the character of Doctor Klein. That's the trouble. That's part of the reason. You know, I, I empathize to some extent with people who who mistrust what medicine has told them, right? Mm. Because the power of those anecdotal issues is incredibly, incredibly persuasive, right? Yes. Like I like okay, so so. I don't know Tony Fauci. He says he's a doctor, whatever, right? right? He's mm-hmm. in Washington and he, he looks like a small little man and I, I don't know him, but I do right. remember this doctor who I came in to do a, 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 an appointment with and he didn't even look up from his chart. And I was just like, I was just like um, a customer to him, right? And he's right. just getting me out of there. And that, you know, that's incredibly persuasive, right? Um, yes. Like, like that's, and that's a real failing. And then you, and then of course you extrapolate that to the entire machine, of the institution of, doctors, yeah. of medicine, right? The institution mm-hmm. of science. And, you know, I think this is why you're bringing this up, right? Because, like, movies have that power, obviously, right? right? It's like, okay, this is this doctor and that he's standing in. He's a metaphor, right? He's standing mm-hmm. in for the wider the wider issues and the wider problem. Right. Of right. Not, not listening to faith. You're right, completely, you know, um, when when people who are science minded say faith is useless, right? That 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 makes people who have faith less trustful of science. Of course, it would. right? Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it like 
you know, for 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 the purposes of this story, you know, both Friedkin and and Blatty have decided that, you know, doctors, um, for which for which yeah, Doctor Klein is kind of like a representative of, but we're going to see like even more doctors later on, just kind right. of being almost like clones of Doctor Klein, right? Mm-hmm. Like kind of just like echoing his um, what he is saying and what he is pushing. His, yeah, and his even kind of like even less of a human character, right? So as much right. as we're like Doctor Klein is ignoring us, but like then we're going to have doctors who are like behind glass or disembodied yes. voices, right? Mm-hmm. And and don't shake hands with Mrs. McNeil or anything. Right. Right. And they're just known as the doctors. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so for the purpose of this story, you know, doctor's bad. Um, (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, like, like uh, again, like speaking to the not listening and the Mm -hmm. not hearing Chris, right. That's not a, that's not a doctor commentary. That's a human commentary, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's, that's a human failing, right? Like she's talking about like, you don't understand. There's no way that her brain could make the bed shake with me Mm -hmm. on it. You know, and because Klein has already drawn the conclusion that mm-hmm. Reagan's shaking body is what's shaking the bed. Because mm-hmm. yeah, he didn't see it. Right. He also, you know, is not listening to Chris like here being like, I know the difference between my daughter causing the bed to shake and the mm-hmm. bed shaking by itself. Right? Mm-hmm. Klein is assuming that these two hysterical dames are being yeah. so hysterical that they misinterpreted the shaking of the bed, even though they were the, you know, it was it, they were the ones on it, right? Mm-hmm. Like because apparently two female brains does not equal one male brain, right. according to Klein. That's Klein saying that. <laughs> <laughs> not you. Um, no, this is the, the opinions of Dr. Klein did not necessarily represent, did not at all uh, represent the, the opinions of the Exorcist Minute. Um, so, so, so they they couldn't possibly have assessed the situation correctly, right? Not like I would. I'm Dr. Klein, right? right? If we wanted to draw a more sympathetic picture of him, which we don't in this movie, no. right? But like, <laughs> like the movie's not interested in that. But like, you think of, um, you know, in the Titanic, right? The movie, sorry, mm. you know, the movie, the Titanic. Right. <laughs> right. I, just, I, <laughs> I thought you were just mentioning the boat. <laughs> Right, the movie The Titanic by the James Cameron. Right, the like James there had Cameron. been other, there had been other Titanic movies, and you know people have this popular um, understanding of what had happened. And mm-hmm. he he takes time out of that to say like Captain Smith was doing everything that he should have done based on his years and decades of experience. Right, right. there's even like a line where the Bill Paxton character is like he had decades of experience working against him. Right, mm-hmm. so that we don't we don't personify as other as other um, versions of the Titanic story have done and saying mm-hmm. like this is all Captain Smith's fault or this was all right. the first officer's fault. Like James Cameron is like it's it is a systems problem and and it's it's more about like the hubris of man and if it's anybody's fault it's the company's fault right right so we could have had something here anywhere right we could have had um you know father Karras, who's a psychiatrist and a doctor as well right um you know it could have been you know as we could have had a line where chris is like and these stupid doctors like no no don't blame them they have all this all these reasons why they would misdiagnose this right no right that's right, not Vladdy's yeah. interest and not friedkin's interest no 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 mm-hmm. um but yeah so like all that aside, right, I think this minute very clearly shows Klein is guilty of mm-hmm. not listening to Chris. Like, he gives her the explanation of what it could be, and he doesn't trust her to know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So when she very clearly says, no, like, I understood what you just told me, but no, that thing you just said mm-hmm. is not what's happening, he assumes that she just didn't understand his explanation. Right. Rather than wondering, is like, hey, wait, maybe I don't have all the info like whether or not temporal lobe checks out mm-hmm. like that's a that's a bad doctor right there right, right. and mm-hmm. not talking about like all doctors being like objectively bad like right. if you're a doctor you don't do this which mm-hmm. you just what what dr klein just did right not taking into account what your patient is saying to you mm-hmm. repeatedly saying to you like trying to to you know uh tell you they shouldn't have to work so hard to like get you on the same page 
Right. Yeah, it's been my experience nowadays, and maybe I just have really good doctors and really nice doctors and I'm comfortable with them. But but oftentimes when you when you go to a doctor nowadays, at least the ones I go to, um, it is it's very frequently like this and this and this, and they they don't necessarily speak in absolute terms anymore. Like you know, it's this, it's it's almost overwhelmingly this. They're, they're like, well, we're thinking it's this, as it is in a lot of cases. Maybe it is, and maybe it could be this, and they sort of give you options more. Um, so I think this is reflective of the of the kind of medical uh, bedside manner that we would have in the sixties and seventies. Right. Correct. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, so let's put that aside for a second and look at how he responds, right? He says, Mrs. McNeil, the problem with your daughter isn't her bed. It's her brain. There's no, mu- there's no muscles in there. <laughs> it's all, it's all goo. <laughs> yeah. Problem with your daughter is her gooey brain. Which <laughs> we looked at the x-rays. There are no bones at all. <laughs> Somebody done stole her brain bones. <laughs> Also, there's a giant Halloween skeleton lurking inside her body. I stole that. I stole that from. <laughs> oh God, that's very funny though. <laughs> Wait, I gotta, I gotta say his name. Hang on. Uh, oh God, I love him. Um, uh, Pete Holmes. Okay. Okay, he stole it from Pete Holmes. All right, Pete Holmes is very funny. Yeah, I stole, I stole that from Pete Holmes. Um, he does this, he does this whole sketch where like he, he. <laughs> He, he brings this patient in and he's like, I have some, I'm some very, very disturbing news. And he, 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 you know, pulls up the, the x-ray and it's just an x-ray of, of this guy's skeleton. And he's like, <laughs> apparently there's, you know, a giant, uh, Halloween skeleton lurking inside your body. Right. And he points, it's like, it's like, I'm, I'm sorry to have to tell you this. And, and the, the patient's like, oh, I'm sorry. What? He's like, this is in you right now. <laughs> Oh boy, that's funny. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So like, like, like the problem isn't your isn't isn't your daughter's bre- bed. It's her brain. It's her brain. Like what? Like, <laughs> and then, okay, like uh, I I know maybe the sensitivity training, mm-hmm. Keenan, isn't isn't like what it is now. But Jesus, <laughs> like it's your daughter's brain. Like we make a joke about it. We, right. we, we joked about like, oh, your weird daughter, disorder of the nerves. Like that was our joke. <laughs> and then I and then I watched this minute. And I'm like, oh, he's doing the same thing. Right. Like he's saying your 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 daughter is weird. It's her brain. Her right? brain, no good. Yeah. Uh, and so it like also this like stubbornness right like it's like mm-hmm. look i know more than you lady right. so i'm not even going to entertain the possibility that i might be wrong right we've been doing right? tests all week mm-hmm. and if you're not going to listen to these tests then why are we doing these tests you're not going to listen to this <laughs> diploma and this desk <laughs> uh, it's like, and, and yeah like i mean i know it's his like ego here but also uh-huh. like you know the, the doctors and it, like like actual doctors and scientists have cautioned against the tendency to treat science as if it were dogma Right. Like the moment you start thinking of science as this like unchanging uh, written in stone thing. Right. You're almost turning it into a religion. Right. Like, you know, you got people saying, well, science says this and mm-hmm. science says that according to science, the book of John Hopkins, 316. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's that's when you have a problem. Right. They say that like science shouldn't be thought of as the answer because mm-hmm. science is a question. It's the question. It's the eternal question, right? How, why, where, what, who, right? The moment mm-hmm. science stops asking about, you know, questions and, and discovery is the moment it stops being science, right? That, that's been one of the problems is, as we are, you know, coming out of uh, either coming out of the pandemic or coming out of the th- the second stage of the pandemic. I mean, there's mm-hmm. more of it coming, unfortunately, yeah. but, yeah. but, you know, the, as we're, as we're easing out of this, which is, you know, 
the event of our adult lives so far, like with this pandemic for Lester and myself, like Mm -hmm. that's been part of the problem is that when, when we're in a crisis and it's a, it's a crisis of science and scientists, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the scientists were talking in the right terms about questions and confidence intervals. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. we think it might be this and we think it might be this and, uh, you know, and that that's not satisfying. Right. No. So people, and then people fly off the handles like you think. Right. Like, of I course. thought this was science. And, you know? and last month you said it was this, and now you're yeah. saying it's that, and you're just mm-hmm. changing. You're just making it up as you go along, and, or mm-hmm. you were either lying then or lying now, and that's because yeah, when when that that's partially to blame. You know, like you're saying, partially that's that's the institution of science's problem. They've they've gotten used to saying like this is the absolute truth, and there's nothing else to learn here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's partially like the problem of the educational system that says like like this is the answer. There's no other solution to this right Right. um uh but then it's it's the wider you know it's 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 the country's and the culture's wider um misunderstanding of what science is supposed to be like like all of these things failed the public and then and then that made them mistrust science and that made them not trust vaccines and masks which um masks are so so effective it's stupid that we didn't yeah. that we didn't realize it like <laughs> like like you know and to and to a lot of these people's points you mistrusted them right the the scientists at the beginning of our pandemic here in america were mm-hmm. saying things or and simplifying things in a way and spinning spinning things that were clearly false about mm-hmm. like don't, they wanted they should have said um masks are very protective right now if you have access to masks please don't wear them because we don't have enough for nurses and doctors mm-hmm. uh, and if you know and you should stay home and not not take masks and instead they said we don't think masks are effective right now and that was just mm-hmm. not correct and right. and then you're right. caught in a lie like the very first informational missive you put out in the pandemic is is well let's not say a lie at least but like you know, a willful, um, well, that sounds like a lie, a willful misconstruction of the truth, right? right. Then, 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 you know, people had trouble switching to believing. Right, right. And then you have, and then you have like, yeah, like something as ridiculous as like, you know, uh, uh, drawing the line of like, are you, are you a masker? Are you an anti-masker? Yeah. It's like, I didn't know this your, was yeah. political. Like, Identity, like, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, it's like, 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 yeah, they are effective, but like, but like, obviously, yeah, stupidly, obviously. of course they're like, like it's a, it's a barrier between your orifices and the outside world of course yes it shouldn't even be a question <laughs> right, 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 right you know but it, it it yeah because of how that information was delivered to right. the masses it mm-hmm. it it like again like people are going to interpret things the way they want to interpret them mm-hmm. right but you know and this i'm sorry we're getting off this is the major event of our lives <laughs> of our adult lives like of our childhood is 9-11 and now this mm-hmm. is the pandemic and uh yeah so sorry if we're getting too heated here but yeah like science's failure to communicate um, as well as the public's, you know, failure to educate themselves. I mean, this it's not Correct. all scientists. Like yeah, let's, that, let's let's give it to the public, right? As well. that, that yeah, and, and then there are these people who are willing to manipulate the public for their own personal good. Yes. Like this costs hundreds of thousands of American lives. Like right, right, unnecessarily, and, and unnecessarily, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I'll, I'll sit back yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got up. I pulled my soapbox out of my filing cabinet here. No, no, no. But like, but that's like, I mean, folks, like, yeah, you might be listening to this in you know um in the 3020s right (laughs) Right. oh whatever i hope you're out there in the 3020s i hope this isn't the end of our still be there right (laughs) like i hope i hope aliens aren't listening to us and it's like this was an extinct species (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like I don't know what they're going to make of it if they, if if this is the thing they find. They go they got no bones. What do you mean they don't got no bones in their brains? <laughs> Everybody has bones in their brains. Like it was right, but they, but they were like this, no wonder they died out. <laughs> yeah, this this uh, audio recording is from a month before the extinction of their their species. Too. Oh jeez, <laughs> <laughs> due to the the, the COVID Zeta variant, right? Oh, COVID Zeta. Mm. But yeah, like, like, yeah, people's, people's distrust of science and, and like, it's, it's not necessarily like always linked with, um, you know, people's like belief in something else, right? right like, right. um, uh, you know, that is to say, like, I, I remember there was, um, uh, there, there, there was a, a video going around of a guy and this is, this, I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny about this. This is not a funny thing, but, um, this was, this was as the vaccine had come out and um, this guy was, was in his deathbed and mm. he was saying like, you know, we are a conservative Christian family. And so we decided not to get the vaccine, but now I wish I had. And just the fact that we had gone so far as to associate conservative Christian, like, I don't care what, like, like whatever you are, mm-hmm. but so, you know, uh, like associating that with not, getting a vaccine like how did this how did this become how did a vaccine become political and religious yeah you know it, it, it's the it's like yeah that's the question of our, our lifetimes unfortunately right right like those those shouldn't be like mutually exclu- exclusive things right. like you can you can you can have science and you can also have like your religion and your um uh you know uh, political beliefs as well right like those all you can have all of those at the same time right but like we have like decided to draw this weird line folks in the future. Like if you're, if you're you know, listening in a history class about this, like there was a time when like science was like on one side of the political spectrum and, mm-hmm. and like religion and, and all of those things. It was weird, right? Like, you know, hopefully now you guys can all like, you know, mix and match and you know, that's great. Um, you know, if you're still around right like, to the aliens, to the aliens, there. you know? Yeah. The secret yeah, or, Martians who have just been waiting below the surface for, for this right. to happen to us. Yeah. Yeah. Or I guess we wouldn't call them aliens. Now we call them like, you know, the people who are there, Mar- Martian Earthians, like Asian Mar- Americans, or yeah, yeah. Earthian Martians, right? Um, one of my favorite comedians, like he's he's Irish comedian uh, Dara O'Brien, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's uh, Dara D A R A O with a little you know apostrophe, mm-hmm. and then Brian, so B R A or B R I A I N, right? Um, so he started out Catholic, uh, and now he's an atheist with a degree in mathematics and theoretical physics. He's married to a surgeon, right? And he loves responding to like religious fanatics who tell him it's like, well, science doesn't know everything, mm-hmm. right? And his response is, yes, science knows it doesn't know everything otherwise it would stop right (laughs) (laughs) it's like he's he's very very funny go check him out right yeah um and then just to you know defend some religiosity a little bit i mean i mean religious scholars know they don't know everything right it's when you know people want answers to things and it's it's very easy and like religious scholars know that that the the nature of god is unknowable to some extent Mm -hmm. even though they believe in god um and they they, they're constantly trying to find more about about the nature of god and the nature of being and and what the soul is right Right. So in the same way that we're not trying to say like doctors equals bad, we're also not trying to say like that, you know, religious equals bad either. Like, you know, there, there's, it's that common trope of like, oh, if you're religious, then you're, you know, you, you don't adhere to science or anything. No, that's not true at all. Like we have an example here, right? We have a, a doctor who is also a priest who, mm-hmm. you know, like is among, um, you know, a division of Catholics who like are specifically, you know, the Jesuits are right. specifically concerned with, like you said, Keenan, threading the needle between the, the science 
scientific and the the uh, spiritual the, and the spiritual. Yeah, yeah, and, and using using education and not not um, they have religious education, but they also go out and found you know universities that are very dedicated to just education of of the world of the of the physical world as we see around it. Right, right. So so none of these things have to be mutually exclusive, right? As we have uh, you know seen uh, like uh, characters are able to do in this story, and characters are not able to do like Doctor Klein, right. like he cannot mm-hmm. separate his his big old male ego from you know his uh you know his his calling as a doctor mm-hmm. right right yeah so yeah it se- it seems like dr klein thinks he knows everything and so he has like stopped asking the the scientific questions mm-hmm. right like he's just like whatever i whatever i know i know and and here chris is trying her best to convince him is like look doc i i really don't understand how her whole personality could change right this mm-hmm. is what she says and it, like he ascribes it to a lesion mm-hmm. now keenan I know it's not just me because I've heard other people on other podcasts comment on how lesion sounds very similar to oh. legion, right? <laughs> I suppose so, yeah. And and while the words the, the words sound similar, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that this is a purposeful thing. I, like, what I, do you think? I can't imagine that either. I mean, because that that would be the case. So you do get lesions on your brains that that can change your entire personality. That does happen, right. as we've seen. So they can change your, as you were saying, your ability to perceive and your ability to speak and your ability mm-hmm. to to unite. Um, you know where information is in each lobe of your brain, and and right, be able to right. know know what something is, but not know its name, or, or know a name but not know what it looks like. Yeah, um, yeah. So you can change your personality with one uh, lesion. Um, mm-hmm. That's interesting. So. We have we talked about Legion in relationship to the book? Um, well, okay, so Legion. Um, I mean, like, okay, let's like, like, which Legion are we talking about? Here? Well, like, if I could do a reading of the Book of Blatty, did we do we do this yet? <laughs> oh no, 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 yeah, go, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I mean, we. I suppose we skip this. This is um, mm. so you open up the books, and my book says, mm-hmm. "See the movie." <laughs> don't don't read this book. <laughs> See the movie. <laughs> That's the books, first thing. Books are boring. <laughs> People never get past the cover. They're just like, see the movie. Oh, I was like, oh okay. okay. Chuck this in the in the garbage chute. Yeah. Yeah. See the movie. It's the most electrifying thing that will happen to you. you open it up. Right. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Reviews, reviews, reviews. The Exodus William Peter Blatty. Open that up. It says, for Beth. And then the next thing, this is the very first thing we read in the body of The Exorcist. A reading from the book of Blatty. Now, when Jesus stepped ashore, there met him a certain man who for a long time was possessed by a devil. Many times it had lain hold of him, and he was bound with chains, but he would break the bonds asunder. And Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion. Luke chapter 8, 27 to 30. Mm. Yes, my my copy has that as well. Mm-hmm. That seems to be something that he has been citing from the very beginning. So, like, yeah, so folks, this is so the the name Legion. Uh, comes from uh, a famous passage in the Bible. Jesus comes upon this uh, man who seems to be possessed. And um, uh, when he asks uh, the, I guess he's not asking the man's name, he's asking the demon's name. Mm-hmm. And the demon says, we are legion for we are many, right? And it's this this uh, idea that like, oh, he's not possessed by, well, I don't know, it, it changes in, in your interpretation. He's either possessed by many de- devils, mm-hmm. um, you know, that like, and that's why they say we are legion, mm-hmm. or he's, uh, uh, possessed by this like personification of many personalities like like it's one demon but it's like it's the personification of like 
like an army of of voices or something like that. Yeah. So we we do. Um, so Blatty uh, is. I'm, I'm leaving out some ellipses here. So Blatty is uh, is um, you know condensing this story a little bit. So right. you know he's he's choosing um, he's choosing slightly a more mysterious version of this, right? By leaving out right. some, some other things. But but yeah. The so and he ends it before Jesus. Um, solves this problem of legion right mm-hmm. um so legion in the bible or depending i suppose on which one you're looking at legion is capitalized with a capital l like like so oh my so name like is name. legion yeah. right for we are many so i have named myself this um which would not be necessarily uncommon right you might name yourself after your uh, profession or take on a a, a a name that's based on um the area you're from or who your father was right right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so you could you could chain your name so he says my name is legion for we are many um mm-hmm. And so then, uh, so then he says, "Yes, we are legion, for we are many." And he begs Jesus to leave him alone. Basically, don't send me right. out of here. Um, and Jesus uh, does. Um, well, I guess this is kind of a spoiler <laughs> to what Jesus does to poor Legion. I mean, should we spoilers say spoilers for the Bible? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a spoiler for The Exorcist, is what I mean. Well, well, and not until you just said that. But <laughs> well, I was going to finish the story, but that you know. Okay, yeah, no, 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 no. Actually, yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Finish the story because I, you've you've mentioned it before as well. Yeah. So Jesus takes the soul of Legion out, uh, and we don't we don't get an answer whether Legion is um, is many many uh, demons or is just one demon or or whatever, right? But Jesus uh, expels the soul of, of Legion out of this person and then puts him into a flock of pigs. And the flock of pigs right. goes and I believe runs off a cliff and kills itself. Wait, a flock of pigs? Oh, geez. <laughs> what do you call them? A, a, um... Those are those flying pigs. Like, oh, look at that. Up <laughs> oh, in the sky, it's a flock of pigs. I believe in I believe in this Jesus of Nazareth when pigs fly. <laughs> right. Well, well, there we go. Oh, and that's how the Pharisees came to know Jesus as their Lord. Right, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was like like three days before the crucifixion, it was like, wow, ah, look at these flying pigs. Um, I think I think it's just a herd, a herd maybe. of pigs. Yeah, a herd of pigs. Um, a parliament of a murder of pigs. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like parliament. Hold that, on, that, 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 it's like yeah. a parliament of owls is what it is. Let's see. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, a group of pigs. Name my my boyfriend. Um, loves these so he, he collects these a murder of pigs, etc. Okay, mm. a group of pigs is called a drift or a drove. Oh, okay. A group of boars is called a singular. What? <laughs> a, okay. A group English, of- <laughs> you were already on notice. A group of something being called a singular? <laughs> That's right. He's Stop legion. Stop it. I am the opposite of legion. I mean, oh. We are the opposite of legion for we are one. Oh, God. Singular. A group of pigs is called a drifter drove. A group of hogs is called a passel. A group of swine is called a sounder. A group of boars is called a singular. Why do we have so many plur- like collective <laughs> nouns for something that is essentially the, a pigs, swine, boars, hogs? Oh, my God. Hey, man. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't invent this language. I don't want to be like like pig racist and say that they all... <laughs> They all look the same, but all right. Let me let me go through the a group of baboons is called a troop. Oh, jeez, <laughs> a troop of baboons. Okay, that makes sense. A shrewdness of apes. Well, uh, okay. A cauldron of bats. Oh, I like that. <laughs> An obstinacy of buffalo. <laughs> An obstinacy of buffalo. Yeah, a clouder of cats, which is like a colony out out in the wilderness. Okay. Mm-hmm. A coalition of cheetahs. <laughs> 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 a quiver of cobras. Uh, there's a oh, lot okay. here. You've heard of uh, a murder of crows, I'm sure. Right. right? I was going to ask you, Keenan, what do you call it when uh, there's only two crows around? Oh, what? 
I would call that an attempted murder. <laughs> a group of locusts is called a plague. Oh, well, there we go. Well, that's perfect. Okay, bringing it back, right? We got a plague of locusts. Right. That works. Keenan, mm-hmm. what would you call what would you call um the collective noun for uh doctors? Oh, geez. Um, I don't know, a country club of doctors. A country club of doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, a pandemonium of, of parrots. A pandemonium of parrots. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. I'm actually glad you you brought that up. Because pandemonium. <laughs> uh-huh. We know where that comes. Well, like you know where that comes from. Uh, right? No, I don't. Okay, that's that's uh, that's Milton. That's oh, okay. that's he coined that in Paradise Lost. Mm-hmm. So so Pan meaning all right, mm-hmm. demonium meaning devils and demons, oh. right? So so you know Lucifer Falls, uh, um, which sounds like a nice quaint little small town. Lucifer Falls. <laughs> um, no, he, like he's he's down in hell with all the devils, um, with all the fallen angels, and and they're like, oh, let's build this this palace, let's build this city, right? And they build it, and it's called Pandemonium. Mm-hmm, okay, and it's like all the devils, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now we associate, we say Pandemonium is like like oh, it's crazy, hectic, you know, like, chaos, like oh, it was yeah. Pandemonium, yeah, it's mm-hmm, chaos, yeah. right? But yeah, Pandemonium, yeah. Oh, I so like that a lot. That was that was Milton, yeah. So what did um, they call a group of parrots before the 1600s? You have to wonder. I don't know. <laughs> um. I would just say oh. a flock, I guess. <laughs> All right. So anyways, that's Legion. That's the devil. Or that's the demon that uh, that's the demon that Jesus expelled from from the man and put into a a um a, what did I I didn't learn. What's, it was it was a it was a herd of pigs. Well no. you know, let's do <laughs> that. I read Rusty, all were you that, not listening? I read all that and we neither of us learned anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it when it's our job and we go in and the students don't learn anything. It's also their right. time either, but this is supposed to be on our own time. This is embarrassing. Mm. <laughs> a something of pigs. A something of pigs. Um, I, you know a what? Barrel. Actually, so a barrel of pigs. A barrel of pigs. Um, I always so I okay. Well, I guess we can. I guess we can uh, then say that you know the collective word for demons would be legion, right? A legion. Of I demons, suppose right? so. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it's a drift of, of it's a drift of pigs. Okay. Right. Oh yeah, drift or drove. A yeah. Drove yeah. of pigs. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, like actually, so I I sort of heard the um, the the legion story mm-hmm. a little bit differently. Okay. Like he so so yeah the the, the demon legion is begging Jesus not to mm-hmm. uh, expel right. him and. Like it's the demon who comes up with the idea. It's like, oh, oh, like what about those pigs over there? Can you, can you, like, you know, give give those pigs to us mm-hmm. instead, right? And Jesus is kind of like, all right, fine, mm-hmm. right? And so, so the demons go into the pigs, and then immediately the pigs kind of like drown themselves in the river, mm-hmm. right? Like they just run right into the river. And I don't know if that's like Jesus, or I don't know if that's the 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 demon being like, okay, let's kill these pigs, or you know, it's like yeah. right because Jesus doesn't really like play tricks on people, right? No, no, yeah. he's not. He's not like, oh, okay, yeah, you. Want to go into those pigs? Huh? Right. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. do that. Right. Like, so it, it seems like that's the demon's choice to be like, a, you know, I don't know if it if it did that intentionally, mm-hmm. like like let's kill the pigs, or it was just like so happy, like Gollum at the end of you know Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it just didn't look where it was going, and no. it just like they all just like go into the the river or whatever. Yeah, you like know. I um like I I got I got it right. <laughs> I, I tricked Jesus, and I'm so excited to have tricked Jesus. Who? Yeah. Who, yeah. Um. Yeah. I I don't know. I I. I don't know if Legion Legion must have believed in the in the godliness of, of Christ, or at least his powers, right? Because right. um that's kind of interesting, I suppose, if you read it that way. And and again, mm. there's 
there's people who think about this professionally, and, <laughs> but like the Pharisees and a lot of the um, a lot of the other rabbis, right? They don't believe in Jesus at all for any of his powers. Right. They call him a magician, right? Yeah. So maybe it is that kind of idea, like we were talking about with Doctor Faustus or something, right? Like the evidence mm-hmm. of Mephistopheles is the evidence of God. Right. So, right. So Legion, who is a, a demon, is able to recognize the power of Christ. Is that maybe how that works? I get, like, yeah, because well, I mean, uh, I, you, I, I never actually thought about it mm-hmm. before, but you're right. Like he doesn't go up to this, this demon Legion mm-hmm. and Legion's like laughing in his face. Like, ha, you, what, what are you going to do? You right. magician, you're you can't magician, do anything. Right. Like it, it immediately recognizes him and it's like, oh no, please don't uh, right. like, exercise us. Please like, let us have the pigs, mm-hmm. um, which, yeah. Okay. So, hmm. Also, so like, oh man, we got to, we, we have to address this at some point. It's running a little bit long this episode, mm-hmm. um, but I want to address the problem of Pazuzu specifically okay. um, within this story at some point. Um, and, and just like how like Legion seems to kind of like play into this story, maybe a little bit more appropriately mm-hmm. than Pazuzu, right? Like, cause we got this, we got this demon speaking like all these different voices. And then we got, you know, Father Marin at the end being like, there is only one, right? Mm-hmm. And I like, I don't know, like it just, well, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into it a little bit later. Right. But it is, it is Blatty. It is Blatty who was quoting the Legion story. That just, that wasn't us putting that on there. That's how Blatty opens the novel. Right. And he actually has um, one of the priests reading that during the exorcism. So. Right. And the Exorcist 3 movie is based on Blatty's uh, sequel to the Exorcist, which is called Legion. Legion. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we, we would be amiss if we, if we didn't mention that. Yeah. Like the book that comes right after this is called Legion. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, so a lot of Legion stuff, um, and, 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 and actually, yeah, I think like this specific demon shows up in that book as well, which, mm-hmm. eh, I don't know. I don't know if I, I, I like that or, or whatever, but you know, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, so man, all that to say, um, you know, I, I, I doubt that it's purposeful that we got Legion and Legion, right? Mm-hmm. Like it seems, seems a little bit on the nose, like, oh, they, oh, they think it's a Legion, but it's mm-hmm. actually a Legion. Right. You know, oh, like, I see. I, oh, okay. I get, I get where they're coming from now. Yeah. But yeah, no, but I don't, I, but I, I don't even think they're doing that. I don't, right. cause I that would be that. too much. That would be mm-hmm. too, too like smug, too winky, you know, like, I don't, I don't want that. I wouldn't like mm-hmm. that. Right. Like it's like right up there with like BL's buddy or something like that. You know? <laughs> it's, like, it's, a, it's a little too on the nose. Right. Um, and this passage is, is uh, not making a lot out of the word lesion. It's not Chris going lesion and then writing that down and having a discovery right. of anything. Right. It never comes yeah, up it, again. Yeah. It's, it's almost like she already understands what a lesion is. Sure. I mean, you would know it. Yeah. A lesion. Yeah. Yeah, because because he doesn't have to explain it like, oh, it's a you know, it's a, it's a cut or it's yeah, a, yeah, a lesion on the brain is different. She might not have ever thought about that before, but mm. uh, yeah, certainly she knows what lesion is right, right. So, uh, okay, so yeah, that's that is my notes for uh, this minute. Keenan, you got anything else here? No, I think we got it all. Folks, this has been another excellent Exorcist Minute. Uh, I've been Lester Ryan Clark. You can find me on all the socials as Lester Ryan Clark. And as always, I have been Keenan Diaz, and you can find me on Letterboxd and Instagram as Howdy Keenan. Mm. Yes, and we also have a Facebook page for the show. It's The Exorcist Minute. Uh, so like and follow for updates there. And we have our listener group. It's called Compelling Conversations. So come and join, and then you'll be in here with us. Lastly, if you like our show, uh, the best thing that you can do for a podcast that's just starting out is to you know, leave a little five-star review and that'll help us uh, reach more people and we can keep growing this cool community. All right. So Keenan, I think that's it. Um, Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think I am, Lester. Folks, until next time, the the power power of pandemonium pandemonium compels you.
That's parrots, right? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a group of parrots. Yeah. I didn't see a group of pandas either. Yeah, what's a pa- that would be a pandemonium. English language, what are you doing? We're back to drive in a parkway and park in a driveway. Come on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> a group of pandas is called an embarrassment of pandas. <laughs> That's the one we end on.